I hate that. Hola hermanas, ¿cómo están? Bienvenidas a ¿Quién, ¿Quién es la más? Mi nombre es Gigi. Y yo soy Braulio. And like always, before we start, remember to subscribe and rate the podcast. Tell your friends about the show. It would help us immensely to get the word out. We appreciate all the support. Today we are recapping La Mastraga Season 4, Episode 8. This is close to the finale. I feel like we're maybe weeks away, maybe like two or three weeks away. I think it's like four. Four? Because I noticed when they when they um, eliminated the, the two contestants that there was four spots left. So that makes uh, sense. Yeah. If there's four weeks, then one each week. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I we were talking about this off uh, off air. Um, that we don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if you guys remember last year. We all remember. <laughs> you can't forget. Yes. Um, they released the the final. Oh, well, they recorded it, and then I believe they released it online for people to buy tickets to, mm-hmm. and then. They didn't release it until months later. So if you didn't buy tickets, you never watched the the final, which was kind of weird. I mean, uh, if you know where to look, I'm sure it was out there. Which is dumb of them because then they could have gotten, like if people pirated it, then they could have gotten like all that ad money as well. But I guess maybe it paid off with, the tickets that they sold to the stream yeah because most people can't go in person so i was thinking they weren't gonna do it but now thinking about it i think they will because most people watch it through youtube so mm-hmm. they'll make more more money from that than from the tickets for the actual live show like in person oh well i mean they might be double dipping one the in-person tickets and now that Um, oh, well, I don't know. I don't know how Mexico is actually as far as COVID goes. I hear things like concerts and stuff are still not really happening. So... When was this... Wait, when the... But the final was recorded last year while COVID was happening, right? While they had like restrictions and stuff. Oh, yeah, because I remember people wearing masks inappropriately like <laughs> so this year I don't, i don't think they're gonna change much yeah but my i mean where i was going with it is that um if they've opened it up to more people then they're gonna get more money from selling more tickets so it could be um more lucrative this time around so they're Getting some money from that, and then if they do sell us the finale again, <laughs> then they'll get some money from that again. Yeah, I think they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to for sure. <laughs> Just because it's—I mean, they have—they didn't do this the first two years. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, they can do it, but I guess they just need a budget. So maybe the sponsors aren't enough, which I should be. You shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't ask for your, I don't know, your viewers to give you the money to put on yeah. a show. But this is not PBS. I don't know, I guess this is not PBS. It's not public uh, television or what is it called? It's public sponsored or... And then we don't even get a say into what happens. Like, if I'm giving you my money, like, I want something in return. <laughs> like, give me some kind of voting process where I can vote for who I want to win or something. Well, it's already recorded, so yeah. No, <laughs> it's not happening. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, anyways, so this episode was pretty long. We had a lot of, well, not really a lot of stuff, but... There was a lot of people in the workroom. That's because we had mm-hmm. guests come in. I think this is the first time they've had some, like, this kind of uh, challenge. Um, so it was pretty uh, cool to see. It's a new new format. Um, but what were your initial thoughts of this episode? Um, I like that just for them, for the queens that they kind of got to get out of that rut. And they got new people to come in and who are not competition. So they're there to, yeah. uh, I mean, in, in one sense, just kind of like motivate them and, and stuff, but also um, it's just different vibe. Once the, the girls came in and um, they were just chit chatting and stuff. So that was, that was good for them to get out of that mindset of just like, competition 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 um but yeah i mean it was a little too too long uh again i feel like they focus on the wrong things sometimes like i i wish they would show us a little bit more of the process of how they're getting ready um yeah i think that would be more interesting to me um, I don't know how much they could show only because their looks are already made. So um, that's why I really liked the the episode where they had to construct their looks just because we kind of saw them using their sewing skills or lack thereof. And uh, it just, I feel like that just makes it gives it another element um, than just seeing them chit chat. And yeah, I mean, it's fun for them, but. Uh, it's not the most uh, interesting thing to look at. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I so agree with that because I wanted to know what their mind, where, how they're thinking about putting these looks together. I want to know where the references are coming mm-hmm. from, like all these things that we don't get to hear until like maybe the judges ask them some questions and they're like, oh, well, this was actually this and this and this. And then the and then by then the judges are like, well, we didn't get that. If you didn't tell us, we didn't get it. <laughs> so I would like to know, yeah, that part, like, um, what's going on in their head and how what they're thinking about in this challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, so that because when you were when they were talking in the in the camerino, they were literally some of the contestants were already like painted, like their full face was painted, and they were having this conversation about something else. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, we're already seeing them done. So we're, what's going to be the the surprise at the end? Like, we're already seeing them fully done in drag. 
So it was kind of weird. Like mm-hmm. they, they didn't really give us that suspense moment of like, oh, how are they gonna look in drag or whatever? You know? Yeah. Remember, like in the first couple of seasons, how they? Sh- I don't remember if it, if it was like every episode, but they had someone like come in and kind of like walk around and talk to them and um, show them some tips and tricks. Because I remember that they were talking about. Um, was it washing their wigs or something? Yeah, it was, it was the first season, I believe. Yeah, yeah, about how to like take care of their wigs and stuff, and that was that was pretty neat. Stuff like that is pretty interesting, I think. Yeah, like putting vodka. Remember, they were spraying them with vodka. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. One spray for the wig, and then one spray for them. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get into the episode. Um, so it's time for a makeover. This week, the contestants are challenged to make over a popular YouTube personality into their chola sister. They will have to show a family resemblance while incorporating their own drag essence. Rebel Mork unveils her secret chola past, while Electra Vandergeld let us lets us know how she is going on without Tiresias. On the main stage, Rebel Morg is named La Mas Chola. Georgiana, Electra, and Veracruz land in the bottom three and have to lip sync to Chutaro's style by El Gran Silencio. In the end, Electra is named the winner of the lip sync. Georgiana and Veracruz are the next contestants to be added to the drag Alter. All right, so the first, let's go to the very beginning where they introduce a challenge. Johnny introduces the challenge. Talk about cholas, which I didn't get the sense that they they knew what it was, but it kind of seemed like they also didn't really know. Like mm-hmm. it was something that they weren't. Um, that's not part of their culture because it is. I think it's more of an LA like mm-hmm. Mexican like American thing. Right? Yeah. It, it happens more or in like Southern California. That's kind of where you'll find cholos and cholas. And so it's based in like the Chicana culture. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I understand because they're living in Mexico or in Cifer's case in Chile. So not even. So, yeah, I mean, in order to actually pull something like this off then they'd have to do a little bit of research and i think it kind of showed that they didn't really know (laughs) what it was because they missed some pretty like key elements of what a chola dress is like yeah i feel like i well we both grew up in compton so um not that we were cholas or cholos (laughs) (laughs) But our mom was. But, <laughs> but I mean, we 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 knew people or went to school with people that would consider themselves cholas or cholos. So, um, yeah. I felt really comfortable like judging them because I was like, well, you, you know, comfortable judging. <laughs> I know it was Surprise. so foreign, <laughs> and so I, and I was glad that the 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 guest judge was um somebody who kind of knew more about that 
culture mm. so they can actually speak on it even though some of his critiques were a little like okay like he was just trying to find i don't something. know yeah he was a little too nice sometimes but anyways so we go to to when they introduce a challenge they don't some of them don't know what it is some of them do and then they bring out the guests which are all women who they're youtube personalities and i did not know one so <laughs> We're know we're out of that age range. <laughs> we're out of the loop. Excuse you. <laughs> Maybe speak for yourself. <laughs> Look, you're not that far from me. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's our little sister is the one who's like all into YouTube, and so it's just a certain generation kind of thing. Well, they bring them out one by one, and um, <laughs> it takes forever. There goes half the episode. Literally. Um, but they don't, I don't really know anybody. But, um, I mean, they all seem pretty excited. So I'm thinking they knew who they were, hopefully, yeah. because they had to work with them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there anyone from the guests that stood out to you that you were like, oh, they seem excited, or they, do, they seem like they're going to be like more of a challenge for the makeover? I think they were all like pretty game. So that was good cuz sometimes you get like guests who are reluctant or try to fight the queens and not physically, well maybe, but <laughs> off camera, but more like they if they try to do a certain thing with the makeup, they'll be like, "Nope, that's not what I want." So, and maybe the dynamic was a little different because it's not like they were trying to, it wasn't a, a makeover. It was just like, let's have fun. So it wasn't about, okay, I got to look my best or anything. It's just, that wasn't the focus. The focus was the chola aspect of of the challenge. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like that they were all pretty open-minded and, um, it even comes up in their conversations with them later. So they were all pretty cool. Okay, I'm going to name them just so if you guys who are listening, you know who they are. Then good for you. So um, Diana de Descarados was with La Morra Lisa. Fernanda Blas was with Cifer. Elisa Sonrisas was with Electra. Alexa Zuart was with Veracruz, Gaby Navarro was with Rebel Mork, uh, Mi Ramirez was with Georgiana, Patti Vaselis was with Lupita Kush, Ana Julia Yeye is with Eres Sexy, um, y Hurley RG, I guess, um, is with Lexa Fox. Um... So yeah, that's the that's the guess. I, I thought they were pretty game too. I thought they were all um, really excited. They seemed like they were fans mm-hmm. of drag in general. So I was glad that they had people like that on the show. Um, we did have an older, we shouldn't say older, maybe more established YouTuber, La Señora Patti Vaseli. She was a little bit, you know, more established than the others. So I was excited for her to be there. Is that she what had... you call me behind my back? More established? <laughs> no, you're not established. I would never say that. <laughs> okay, move on. <laughs> but 
I was, I was, I was, yeah, I was here for her. Like she was funny. She was, she had a good attitude. Um, so that one stood out to me. And uh, to say that one was going to have a hard time, I can't, I don't think none of them were really that hard to make into their sister. I thought Edie's partner was very out there. Like, couldn't stay still for a second. Yeah, like their personalities would probably make it harder to yeah. tame or to like, but they're physically, it's just like, they're all kind of, um, they're not, none of them are like a huge challenge. But yeah, like you said, I think that one had a huge personality. And I think even one of her critiques was that she kind of sold it more. Mm-hmm. Okay, so after this, we go into the workroom, or el camerino Nix, where they're just talking about every single thing under the sun, literally any topic. We don't really see any sort of um, storyline. It's just them throwing out topics and talking about it. We don't get into discussing the looks at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just kind of takes a back seat. And we don't we don't even learn about the guests. We really don't learn anything about them. So it's kind of weird that they have them there. Um, so that yeah, one of the things they first that one of the topics that I think um, it's more interesting um, for them to talk about was the the fact that none of them went home. So they were like, "Wait, what's going on?" So that means there's going to be two eliminated or three. Like, what's going on? Did you get the sense that they were a little worried? Um, they spoke a little bit about it, but um, I was surprised by their reactions. Like a lot of them were like, "Oh, I'm glad that they didn't leave." And since it's a competition, you would think they would want them out, um, no matter how well you get along with them. Yeah, that is kind of weird. But we see that in a lot of competition shows, especially where some of them don't or they want to be seen as not being catty just because it's going to probably ignite something in the fans or they're just too worried about what they're going to look like. Um, But I'm sure like I'm sure they are happy. They were like bummed that nobody went home because who doesn't want to win? I mean, if you don't want to win, why are you there? You know? Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so, so one of the other topics was Moralisa asks Electra about Tiresias, and she just kind of, she kind of like dodges the question. We're back to that topic. I know, we're <laughs> back. Two episodes later, or how many episodes, she's back in the, uh, Tiresias is back in the workroom. Yeah. Um, but she kind of dodges the question. She, I mean, she does say that she kind of like has um, a good relationship and she's kind of um, happy that Tiresias w- wanted to continue this after the competition. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts about that? Um, no. I mean, I guess they're just like star-crossed lovers, maybe like Casey would say. Other than that, it's just like, it's not a very interesting thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy for them, but uh, the real test will be whatever happens after the show. Yeah, true. Um, so then we move on to another topic where um, I think it's oh, Elisa Sonrisas is uh, 
she says she's a trans woman and that she likes girls. And most of the contestants are pretty shocked because they really don't know many trans women who like women. So that like kind of shocks them a little bit. Yeah, but it's good. Like, I like that they touched on that subject because it's an example of like um, identity and gender is different from your sexuality. Yeah, and I'm I'm shocked that they didn't... I mean, they're around a lot of drag queens, a lot of trans performers, so to shock them is kind of... <laughs> <laughs> you have to be really special or, like, really be something that they haven't seen or heard of before. And, yeah, but they all seem pretty accepting, which is great. Um, the other topic that uh, they discuss um, is that... I don't remember who brings it up, but they do say that some people have the opinion that drag is misogynistic, mm-hmm. which I don't think we've ever discussed. I mean, they've never had this discussion in the show, which is pretty interesting. Um, what did you take from this conversation? I think it was Rebel who brought it up. Um, and like she kind of throws it out in the room, especially... Because they have cisgendered women there. Um, so just kind of to get their thoughts on on it. Like who better to speak on, okay, is it misogynist or is it something else? Or is it does it have nothing to do with it than uh, women themselves, right? Because <laughs> um, then some people like try to... Um, speak for women and and maybe those are the people that are trying to make that claim um, which comes from comes from a lack of understanding of what drag is um, and the purpose which uh, I guess depending on on the queen as well like there's a variety of different um, interpretations of the actual purpose of their drag like we had paper cut earlier in the season and i mean paper cut was playing with uh makeup and stuff but other than that like there wasn't any like feminine aspects of paper's drag like it was more uh, focus on like the design and stuff of, uh, and the construction of the looks. It was like a little androgynous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, it's all like interconnected. It's all a web. Yeah. Um. It's interesting. Well, I I, I think for me, Lupita said it best. Like it's more about the person. Mm-hmm. than the actual art mm-hmm. there's going to be people who are misogynist and do drag so that mm-hmm. does exist and um uh, but there are people who consider themselves feminists who do say that drag is misogynistic because they are making fun of women or they are appropriating women's culture or i don't know if culture is the right word um just the i guess just what a woman is like they're kind of like well yeah making fun of and and kind of exploiting uh what a woman is but and 
like mm-hmm. in a sense isn't it more about it's not about women it's about gender no like they're they're trying to play with that label of what um what people think a stereotypical male or stereotypical woman should be because even like the aspects that people like associate with women like feminine things or pink the color pink or um dresses and all of that like it's it's all made up like it's it's a construct like just like gender right like it's so that's kind of what drag is trying to um to say and again it varies from from each performer because not everyone will have that same goal so yeah there was this um well i don't know if you ever heard the term fishy Mm -hmm. yeah so a lot of women considered that offensive because you're talking about a woman's vagina and it's smelling like fish. Yeah. So, you know, there are these things that that can be taken as a misogynistic act mm-hmm. or term. So, I mean, it's just like, I guess it's just about like the intention in the end. Like Lupita said, it's about the person because it's very easy to just, you know, just say that this whole art is um, being misogynistic. But um, there's people who do drag, dress up as women because they love, they want to celebrate femininity and they want to celebrate the women that inspired them. Mm -hmm. So, and they take inspiration from women and Mm -hmm. their strength. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a conversation that I think it's it was interesting to hear. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody had like a <laughs> when another opinion from what they were saying, but yeah, it's it's good that they talked about it. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about in this um in the camerino that whatever happened in the camerino? Um, no, I just kind of had a little laugh watching Rebel throw gang signs. <laughs> Um, (laughs) that's where they're teaching America or the world how to throw gang signs (laughs) on this show (laughs) yeah all the sponsors are like uh (laughs) we don't we We don't want to associate we don't sponsor that yeah yeah she was a dancing chola but yeah that was interesting (laughs) all right so let's move on to the runway Um, so we're going to go by, um, each queen. So the first one on the runway is La Morraliza and her sister, La Morra Rugada, <laughs> which was kind of funny. <laughs> what did you think about this look? Uh, I liked it. Um, they are still giving us the same makeup. <laughs> Yeah, but I I like the look. I see the elements of of the chola in there with the striped shirt that Moraliza is 
he's wearing. Like, I think there's elements there that I that I like um, and that you recognize from the Chola culture, but it does feel like it's it's not a complete thing like the, the construction of it and, and like i don't understand why moralisa had those shoulders it like some of the details were just a little off um the glitter bottle thing that was really cool i like when they were like pouring it all over themselves and yeah but cholas are not gonna drink champagne <laughs> I thought it was piss. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bottle of piss. I thought it was like a 40 or something. <laughs> it looked like gold champagne bottle, but <laughs> I could be wrong. They needed a cerveza, you know, a chela or something. That's probably what it was supposed to be. But yeah, like a can would have been more appropriate. I guess what what Moralisa was trying to do was, you know, give it that Moralisa twist. And it didn't work all the way, but... It, it wasn't that bad. It was, it was, it was an okay look. I I agree that the biggest problem was the construction. It just looked really unfinished, um, and I that's why I, I didn't really respond to it. The judges seemed to love it. Like they were really praising it. I did not like the hair on the on, on la rugada, la mora rugada. <laughs> Stop calling me that. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was a little too done up. It, it didn't look too like if it just looked too styled. Like I feel like it should have been more relaxed. Um, and then the eyebrows were up on their forehead, like above <laughs> their hairline. It was crazy. Um, she should have just understated that eye, like made it more more like a cat eye. And the silhouettes are too big for me. Like, I get that this is a challenge where they have to incorporate their their drag um, mm-hmm. their drag personas into the challenge. But I feel like the silhouettes are what kill it. Like, it just doesn't give me chola, chola vibes. Like, the silhouettes are too avant-garde for this. Um, or too, like, angular. I don't know. They're just... I, I, I didn't like it, personally. The next one on the runway is Lopita Kush with her sister, La Guadalupana. What did you think of this love? Uh, this just, there was no um, creativity to their looks. Uh, I think they tried to kind of match what a chola or cholo would wear in this case. And that was that was it. Like there was no um, interpretation involved at all. And one thing that I noticed for a lot of them, like there was a lack of there was a lack of tattoos. Like, to me, there should have been a lot more tattoos painted on them, uh, or just get a a sleeve or something. Um, which some of them did have, but yeah. Um, those short pants that uh, Lupita was wearing mm-hmm. that's like that does not say cholo to me at all yeah they're like capri pants yeah también rabones 
like this was like you said a little too understated for the challenge i don't see none of her in this i feel like it could have been more unique uh, i did like the makeup the makeup was pretty cool because she had that clown makeup which um is a big part of like chola like um art like if you see a lot of like oh, yeah. chola art it's like them painted as like a clown and like sad a, clowns sad clowns like, like a low rider and like it's just very that aesthetic so i like the makeup i just thought the outfits themselves could have used more imagination um i like guadalupana did great though i loved her she did a great job um the next one on the runway is Lexa Fox and Miss Victoria Fox. What did you think about this? Um, I really like Victoria's look the most um, and her attitude. And I, I felt like it was uh, pretty accurate to it, but without looking like costumey. Um, I think it was like leveled up. And with Lexa... Uh, I mean, it was so obvious that Lexa was going to do uh, a reveal because that thing that she was wearing was just so ill-fitting <laughs> that it wasn't even a look in it, in itself, right? Like, to me, a good reveal the it has to be has to be believable uh, before you take it off and after you take it off. And that was just too silly. Um, so when she when she did the reveal, I like I actually liked the look, um, but it's more like Amy Winehouse than like a chola. Um, but I oh, did the like hair, right? Yeah, but I did like her attitude um, up there. It was it was fine. I, I think she was outshined by her partner though. And I did not get like sister vibes. It was like lesbian like, vibes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so that was awkward. <laughs> but I agree that that Victoria, she served it, and she was the star of that uh, runway. Um, she looked like this. She had the attitude. Um, they didn't look like sisters because she was. They weren't really wearing anything that you would think they were sisters. Not even the same hair color. Mm. So it was kind of a miss on that part. I I liked Victoria more. So I don't know what that says about that. I don't know if Lexa did a good job or not because she did dress her. So I guess she did a good job. But yeah, that reveal was so cringy to watch. I was like. That is obviously gonna come off. Hopefully, <laughs> at one point I did think it was gonna stay on, and I was like, "What is she doing? Like these shoulder pads look like she had a couch inside of her shirt. Mm-hmm. Like it was insane. I did not like that at all. So yeah, I, great for Victoria. Alexa, not so great. So all right, the next one up is eighties. Or Eda Sexy with Cornea AJ, I think. Or Corneaje. I feel like there's a pun there, there has but to I be. can't find it. And well, I yes. can't I can't find it in Edis's name either, so <laughs> so it matches. Um so, yeah. I mean these were like the most systems of all of them. Um 
and I I already ordered that bra, um, which I know I can't fill in. It's a triple D, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, they were really fun together. I liked the the makeup as well. Um, I think Edie's did a good job in matching it. I mean, they the looks were like pretty identical, so obviously they're gonna look alike. The only difference was the the wigs that that she used for each of them. But um, yeah, I thought they made a good pair, and these were a little incestuous too because they have a little kiss at the end. <laughs> I know what was up with that like this ancestral <laughs> relationships going on what's going on behind the scenes over there um i at first i did not like this look um but i kept looking at it and i was like i don't like it at all <laughs> so no i did like grow to like i just like at first i was like no i i guess the silhouette was a little off for me but um I like the fact that they used elements like the plaid shirt and the um, denim. I, For me, the makeup is great. Like it looks very Chola-esque and the hair is great. Um, it's a little too revealing. Like the she's showing a lot of skin for, for me to be like, oh, that's fully like Chola. I think she should have just kept the pants without the panels, the cutout panels. That would have worked a little bit more for me, but it's a good look. I think it's a good attempt. It's a good. Um, uh, it's good that she she made her partner look like her sister. So that was the challenge, and that was her great. Lesbian sister. Yeah, this is gonna yeah bother <laughs> me, but yes, they she did great. She did great. All right, the next one on the runway is Georgiana. Georgiana with Miriana. Miriana or Mariana? Vagina. <laughs> yeah, that's a better So name. very, you know, very subtle name. <laughs> uh, Georgiana, Georgiana, the Harajuku girl. She got some wicked style. Yeah, I mean, this is exactly what I thought, like, what um, Yari said. It was definitely very Harajuku more than Chola. I don't see any Chola elements at all. Uh, I don't know where... I guess she looked at the wrong magazine. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Wikipedia failed her this time. But yeah, that was not Chola at all. It, yeah, I mean, you said it. It wasn't at all. And um, I do like it, but not for this challenge. Like, I like it. She looks great. Um, her partner... Doesn't look as great, but Georgiana looks great. It's just not the challenge. So it's a fail. Um, the next one on the runway is Cifer with Ferjita del Flow. Okay, that's a strange name, but <laughs> what did you think of this look? I think these Chola Demi Lovatos were my favorite. I really, I, re- I like the suits. I, I, I mean, I guess you can call it a suit. Where are you getting Demi Lovato from? I don't know. They just remind me like the pony tail. Hmm. It's like an old look that Demi Lovato used to have. Uh, look it up. But 
I love the suits and I love the combination of the colors and the little details that look like a bandana. It just made it that more special. And I liked, I just liked their attitude up there as well. And they did a little dance at the end. Uh, yeah, these are really cool. I love these two. I thought, for me, this was my favorite. I thought it was elevated, but still, you've got the Chola reference. And it was kind of a masculine mixed with the feminine Chola, mm -hmm. which was so cool. And um, the fact that she researched the LA Lakers for this look. <laughs> I don't think she did. <laughs> I mean, oh, she just went with whatever what's his name was was saying El Capi. Oh well, if she didn't, I mean, it's still pretty cool. Um, and it looked, yeah, it looked just like really great. I thought that the accessories went really well with it. Some of them were missing accessories, so I feel like mm. she she's really great about the details. So she paid attention to that. The shoes, I mean, she had Converse on, I think. So, yeah, it was it was just a really great look, a really elevated um, look. I gotta say, for Seafed, I don't really know how to pinpoint her drag. That's what mm -hmm. I'm having trouble with. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she has a signature drag look. Mm -mm. Everything looks very polished, and I love her looks. It's just that I'm little, I don't know if they're very unique for her. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I would love if she more. stayed like this the rest of the competition. But we'll see. Yeah, like more kind of masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. That would be pretty cool. Um, all right. The next one on the runway is Veracruz and La Necia Cruz. What did you think about this look? Uh, another pair that does not give me chola at all. Um, like, they look more like Miss Cleo, rest in peace, than like a chola. I just don't get it. Though they did have tattoos. <laughs> uh, the eye makeup was nice too, but it was kind of simple. There wasn't like a lot to it. Um, they look like two white girls trying to pretend like they're cholas. Like the little crinkly hair <laughs> that Vera has. It's like they had a sleepover and there you go. That's what they made with their sheets. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like this. Yeah, Google did them wrong. Whatever she Googled, she did not Google chola. I don't know what she did, but she needs to make sure she's Googling the right words because I don't see any chola in this. I mean, from the neck up, it's great. The rest of it has nothing to do with the theme. And it's just it's a huge miss. And I'm so sad because I love Vera. Mm -hmm. I think she's really great. But it was just a miss. I don't know what she was thinking. Like, looking, even looking around the room, I would be like, oh, shit. Like, I have nothing that looks like this. Um, everybody else is wearing, like, these plaid shirts and... You know, very street style, and she's just wearing like I don't even know what to call it. Like it's just like it's it looks like fabric, just like on her. Like it doesn't even look like actual clothes. It's so weird. So yeah, I'm sad about that. But oh well. I mean, that's the challenge. That's how it goes. Um, the next one 
on the runway is Rebel Morg with Angina Morg or Ancina. I think it's Ancina Morg. Man, Ancina's look is so cool. Um, I don't know how chola it is, but it is like patterned like a bandana. Um, like when she walks out on the on the runway. I don't understand the idea why Rebel was like spray painting her, but um, that look was was really cool. Um, I wish she would have done something more with that. Uh, as is, like, I mean, once once she took that off, they did look a lot more sisterhood of the traveling pants, so they look a lot more alike at that point. So, which is what the challenge called for. Um, I don't know. I'm tired of this clown makeup. <laughs> I need her to show us other stuff. I don't. I'm tired of this all white face. Um, it's a little racist. No, I'm just kidding. No, but we've seen those little ponytails that she put on her partner too. Those little chonguitos. Yeah, we have. I forgot what challenge it was, um, but we've seen them before. I think the hair was the thing that missed. I think she should have had something more streamlined or more... Um, because it looks cool. It looks good. It just doesn't give me the chola that I'm looking for. The hair specifically. Does what they're wearing give you chola as well? You know, I don't think it does. I feel like it's just... They got the vibe and they sold it. And I think that's why they got away with it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't give me... Like, I see elements of it, like the bandana, and that's, that's pretty it. much it. The bandana. <laughs> um, and the fact that it's a little bit tomboyish, I get that. But it's like a... Chola would never wear overalls like that, or like yeah. showing that much skin on their side. Like, it was just... And I know that it's a blend of, of their style, yeah. but... She could have done something where where it wasn't um, so far out. I don't know. I feel like she just sold it well. I feel like that's what it was. I think she just had the attitude and she was having fun. And that's why um, the judges responded. But it's not a bad look. And also, yeah, like it's not a bad look. It looks good on her and they both look great. It's just for me, it doesn't give me the challenge. Like it's not fully there. Mm-hmm. Like she could have done something more. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, the last one, the last duo um, on the runway is Electra Vandergilt with Copel Vandergilt. Like, I see the elements of Chola in there. Uh, obviously, the bandana that everyone's been using. <laughs> but I feel like Electra missed the mark. Um, like I can't see a chola wearing those types of boots. No, right? No. And and then <laughs> I would have believed more if they would have had like a like a lowrider bike instead of la motocicleta. And that would have been a, a lot cooler, I think, and a lot more true to life. Yeah, how did they get that? Anyways, how does she bring that? Did she bring that with her? or? I think Elisa, like her partner, said that she had her bike with her. And that's probably it. Oh. 
Um, I mean, it did give it a little bit more excitement while on the runway, but yeah, like I think it was El Capi that said it just it didn't really go with the chola thing. I mean, and, and they're just wearing like long jerseys. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Yeah, no. It looks more like a basketball theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outfit. Yeah, it's just too too simple. Um, and where are the tattoos, I guess? We need a lot more tattoos. Yeah, I, I agree. It just didn't give me the challenge. It just was a mess. Um, the shoes were a mess. The outfits were a mess. I just did not, did not like it. Uh, all right, so that is the looks that is the runway all right so after this um we find out that the winner is rebel morgue after a panic attack or an anxiety she does have a panic attack yeah i don't i don't know why because she got good critiques right like she was getting kind of a yeah um praised yeah it was generally good and then all of a sudden, like, yeah, she just, she has an anxiety attack. I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I think maybe just the pressure of, of it all. And then the bottom three are Electra, um, Georgiana, and uh, Vera. And two people end up leaving, which are Vera Cruz and Georgiana. So that's pretty sad. All right. So before that, we do have the judges' critiques um letal does another rant (laughs) and she's pretty much says all of you suck the guests showed you how to do this challenge they they outperformed you they outshined you thank you to the guests you guys are so great and all of you other contestants you guys suck like she pretty much just laid it out there yeah and at this point I wonder if any of the contestants take Letal seriously because that is always Letal's critique. Um, never does she praise anyone. And if you want people to like listen to you and yeah, like follow your lead, then you need to build people up as well, not just tear them down. And yeah, I mean, it sucks for them that they have to hear this so harshly all the time. Um, I get, I get the role that Letal is there to play, but it, like week after week, it just kind of, it just becomes a, a caricature at that point. Yeah, we don't take her seriously. <laughs> I don't. I'm like, she's gonna do something. We're just gonna hate everybody again. Um, because she could have said, "Who put them in drag?" Like they didn't get themselves in drag, so you could have said. Thank you for getting them in drag and for allowing them to, you know, perform on stage like that. Because I'm sure the queens helped the guests um, feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did. It, I mean, those people are like performers themselves, or they are on YouTube, so they do have personalities that are used to being on camera, and so it's not like they were so out of their element either. Yeah, and I think some of them mentioned that they've done drag or they might do drag regularly as well. Yeah, so it's not like they 
they were just coming out of it like out of nowhere mm-hmm. um doing this like that it was so new for them um but yeah letal is just i don't know she's just grouchy and <laughs> i think she just needs to give specifics if she wants to be very um helpful and she wants to build them up she wants to make them actually be better give them specifics of what they should do um instead yeah. of just being all of you suck they all performed you it's like no tell me what what specifically i can do mm-hmm. to not let that happen mm-hmm. um because that's just not gonna just saying that in general is not gonna help anybody mm-hmm. and then i mean it's the it's just, it's the same way when when you're super um nice and mm-hmm. don't really say anything that will it's not helpful. help help yeah um like Yadi can be sometimes she'll praise somebody for like the awfulest thing and not really want to give them a critique that's going to help them out. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think Yadi has against Vera? She feels, I feel like she hates her. <laughs> she literally says, okay, so Vera Cruz, she goes on stage with her partner she does by the way a lot of them did seem like they didn't rehearse or they were just like out of it i don't know but anyways vera and her partner are walking down the runway and do this they do their little thing and then vera walks back and then her partner stays there posing whatever and then she yeah she just i mean she goes and then her partner follows and Yari's like, well, you left her behind. And what was that about? Like, that was like, you shouldn't do that. And then Vera has to clarify, like, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted her to have her moment and me walk out and have her stay there. And then we get to the critiques and she's like, well, Vera's my menos because mm-hmm. because she, she left her partner. And no matter what she says, I don't believe her. Like, she left her. I was like, are you kidding me? She just clarified herself and you're still harping on this thing that was maybe didn't come across that way, but you're taking it the wrong way because you want to take it the wrong way. I just felt like Yari had something against her. Yeah, well, obviously, since that episode with the jewelry, um, I'm sure that extends from that. I mean, she even said it like, she, yeah, Yadi said like, well, that can look rude, you know, or you don't want it to come off rude, and now that's that's just what she's looking for. And I, I mean, I don't know. I think she, um, she might have it wrong in that you you saw like the the venenos and Toxico were like crying when Vera was leaving, so it's just like I. Yari is misinterpreting what Vera's intentions are at this point. And now she's just, she's just looking for something to confirm what she believes that she is ungrateful. I hate that. (laughs) I don't hate her, but I hate the fact that she is a judge and she, she literally, I, I honestly believe Vera Cruz went home because of Yari. I honestly yeah. believe that. I feel like she went home because Yari. And she she just couldn't do anything to change her mind. Like, anything she did 
was already tainted because of that guy that I'm sure she's great friends with because she was wearing her his jewelry. Mm-hmm. So she's probably still wearing his jewelry and he's probably getting in her ear. All these are speculations of mine, so people don't take this seriously. No, you know them personally. Um, <laughs> so this is just what I think happened. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just sad. It's sad to see Veracruz be done like this because she has never shown us that. And they've recorded 25 hours a day that they don't, and they show everything because their episodes are super long. So if <laughs> they had the footage, we would see the footage. Trust me. And like you said, these, the veneno and lit and the um, toxico and um, the other one, I forgot, but they were all crying. And even one of them was like, don't ever stop being, loud or being or saying what you say saying how you feel having an opinion because that is what makes you great and even though it gets you in trouble it is your strength and i feel like that he was kind of talking to see this is all in my mind i'm making a (laughs) but i feel like he was talking to the critiques that they were trying to make her into a villain yeah i think in part that's what it was because obviously they're they're listening to what they're saying. They're they're on stage, so um, yeah, I think they were talking to that. Yeah, like looking straight at Yadi and being like, "Don't <laughs> stop being who you are." Like it's just, uh, I, I was so sad to see her go. But anyways, that is it for this episode. Do you have anything else that you want to mention before we close this? Um, I mean, we finally got our double elimination. <laughs> Although by this time, I think it should have been a triple, but whatever. Yeah, we should have had a triple. That would have been more shocking. Not that I wanted Electra to leave, but I wanted a shocker. Yeah, I mean, something... I mean, they, they'll they'll do it at some point, I'm sure. Um, maybe not this season, but, you know, just to, to amp it up for next season or something. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so that, I mean, the, the lip sync, I don't know if you want to mention the lip sync real quick. I mean, it was, I think it was evident that Electra was going to win, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was doing the most up there. Uh, I mean, we did get a couple of death drops. So, yeah, that was good. <laughs> I'm surprised how many of them cannot perform. <laughs> I mean, this, that might be offensive or you might take, but I'm just surprised. I feel like it's just, the lip syncs are always disappointing. It's not one of the things that I look forward to. It's like, yeah, I'm just like, oh no, we have to see them perform. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like it shouldn't. I feel like it shouldn't revolve around a lip sync. But I don't know. I guess at this point, it's established that it's going to be that way. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, let them know where they can find us. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Guinness Lamas, um, where we'll post the looks of the week so that you can follow along. And we have our email address, Guinness Lamas podcast at gmail.com. Um, and you can, yeah, send us any comments, any questions. Um, maybe if we'll get one, we can start reading them on the show. 
Uh, we can have a little segment and um yes thank you so much for listening and don't forget to rate the podcast when you get a chance thank you and if you want to follow me you can follow me on instagram at yes it's yee all right thank you so much hey que gane la mas loba hijas right <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right see you next week bye Adiós. Let's just drop something. Um...